Smarty Pants Lance, Smarty Pants Lance, Smarty Pants Lance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Or welcome for the first time. Or just plain old bienvenidos welcome. So, I have had some recent experiences with flaky people. Now, when I say recent, I mean as in the last week or so. But that's not the first time I've encountered flaky people. The flakazoids live. And they have it's not a 2021 thing. It's not something from last year. I started experiencing this back when I was in high school decades ago. Now, first question is, is it more of a West Coast thing or even a Southern California thing versus East Coast thing? I don't know. I don't know where to find a survey on that. I don't know if anyone's ever even studied it. Top 10 answers on the board. Survey says number one answer, West Coast thing. The question is, what do people mean if you live in Southern California or the West Coast versus perhaps what people mean in the East Coast or maybe the Northeast? So my estimation goes like this. If somebody says, let's say in the East Coast, that they'll meet you tomorrow at 10 o'clock at a specific place, that means that they will actually show up and meet you on time at that specific place at 10 o'clock the next day. But if you're in Southern California or the West Coast, my experience is more like this. If they say, okay, I'm totally looking forward to it, man, and we're going to get together, and we're going to like meet for coffee, and it's going to be like 10 o'clock tomorrow at the usual place, and I just can't wait, you know, for it because we always have such a good time and, and all that. So, yeah, totally, totally. I'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock at the usual place. What that means in Southern California speak is this. They're making a statement of a possible event that might occur. Let me repeat that. When they say they're definitely going to do something, they're definitely going to meet up, what that means is in Southern California ease, they're making a statement, they're using words which are basically a statement of a possible event that might occur. That's the way it is. Now, the reaction of people here is like, well, hey man, you know, uh, so I didn't show up. I mean, you know, you got to not be uptight about it. I mean, you know, things happen, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, in the East Coast, it'd be like, hey, where the freak are you, man? You said you'd be here at 10 o'clock, and where the hell are you right now? Damn it. And then, of course, people here turn it around in Southern California as if it's somehow my fault that I'm not adaptable. Oh, I'm not adaptable, so I should get ready, get dressed, drive to the place, park, and, and you know, be there for the meeting or socially, whatever we're doing, uh, either early or on time, and they can waste my time. You know why? Because their time is much more important than my time. Oh, excuse me. Excuse the hell out of me. Your time is more important than my time. You know, that's the same thing with people that are chronically late. They always act like, oh, sorry, this happened, that happened. But the truth is, if they're chronically late and they leave you sitting there waiting, they're telling you their time is more important than your time. Now, these are the same people, particularly women, that go, oh, my last, my ex, he's an abusive narcissist. Another one before that was a, guess what, abusive narcissist. And before that, oh, he was such a narcissist. Really? 
The people that are always late and leave you waiting, the people that flake on you are doing what they want when they want it, that means they're completely self-serving and self-absorbed. One of the hallmarks of the narcissist. Now, don't haul out the DSM-5, the Diagnostic Standard Manual, and tell me what the actual characteristics of, of a narcissist are. I'm not diagnosing anyone. I'm not a psychotherapist, okay? I'm just telling you from experience. So, I used to say, why are people so damn flaky? And why are they so unreliable? Why do they lack integrity? In other words, integrity is they say they're going to do something and they follow it up with conduct, with their actions. Actions speak louder than words. It may be an old saying, but it is true. So, I now realize that a wise person, a wise person both understands and accepts to be wise. Because if you understand something, but you're just not going to accept it, you're not really being wise. Or if you don't understand it, uh, you're not wise either. So you have to understand and then accept to be wise. So here's what I understand and accept. I no longer wonder why are people so damn flaky, particularly in the West Coast, let's say. I now accept the fact that they just always are, for the most part. So if that's the case, what a wise person would do is say, how do I detect the flakes before they flake on me? What conduct can I engage in to ensure people don't cancel at the last minute and flake on me? What can I do? Just accept the fact that people are totally unreliable. And of course, as soon as I say that, you're going to go, I'm totally reliable. I always do what I say I'm going to do. I'm always consistent with my words and conduct. Fine. Good for freaking you. But that's not what a lot of people need, particularly here in SoCal. Again, I don't know if it's a SoCal thing or it's an East Coast thing, whatever the heck it is. I developed this um, behavior to try to defend myself from this. Uh, and I did this years ago. I would tell people, great, we're going to get together at a certain date and time and place. Please call me or email me or text me the day before and let me know that you're definitely going to be there because if I don't hear from you that you're definitely going to be there about 24 hours in advance, then I'm not showing up. And that's the way I have to do it to protect. Now they turn around, oh, you don't trust me? Oh, you just don't think I'm going to do what I say? Uh, no, no, I don't because too much experience. Now, if I start getting together with you and, uh, you uh, do show up on time and you are some person of your word, well then, okay, you know, once we get used to that, then you could say, well, that's a lot more reliable. But first time meetings, especially, or second time, no, no, no. I want them to confirm. Why not? Why can't you apply perhaps a business thing to a social thing? In business, people confirm all the time. They send reminders, you know. Uh, you got to get a scan, you know, at the CT scanning place, they send you a text message saying press Y to confirm or C to confirm or something like that because they want you to confirm so that they don't have their slots wasted when other people want to have the scan or their service. So why can't you do that, for example, socially when you're dating? So how do you detect these people that are going to be flaky? And I think it has to do with the words they choose, listening to the subtle hints and the tonal quality of their voice when you talk to them. Um, 
but you don't want to be like this henpecker where you're like, are you going to get together? Are you sure we're going to get together? You're going to get together, right? We're going to go. You're know, like Rayman, okay? We're t- tomorrow, we're going we're to get together. We're getting together, right? Tomorrow, tomorrow, we're getting tomorrow. You know, t- tomorrow, nine o'clock, nine o'clock, we're getting together. You know, and then people just go, no, I'll turn off to that. But also, you got to be uh, someone that kind of like Teflon, either it slides off of you, even though it pisses me off, or like rubber, so it bounces back off of you onto them. Because the people that try to turn it around, and blame you because you're not flexible enough. You got to go with the flow. Sorry, I had to cancel when you're already there, you know, and oh, those are the other people. The ones that do send you perhaps a text message and it's five minutes before you're about to arrive in the thing after you've driven for 45 minutes to get there. No, they couldn't figure out that they couldn't make it long before you had to drive. They do that because they never were going to go, but they figure like, well, but I texted you, so it's not like I flaked on you. I let you know. No, no. It's a flake, okay? That is inappropriate behavior because if you do it that soon before you're to get together, you never plan on getting together in the first. You're not fooling me. And don't try to turn it on me and say that it's somehow my fault because you're a narcissist and you're a flake. Narcissism being the popular word today, it's overused. Just like words like awesome and perfect. You ever go into a coffee place, coffee shop, and they'll do this. You know, can I help you? Yes. Uh, I'd like a medium drip coffee. Perfect. And do you want room in it? No room. Perfect. And um, do you want any cream in it or anything like that? No. That's why it's no room. Oh, yes. Perfect. And that'll be $2. Oh, here's $2. Oh, perfect. And do you want a lid? Yes, a lid would be perfect. I mean, really? It's like the word awesome. Oh my God, I went to the most awesome party and I saw the most awesome people and they were wearing the most awesome jacket and there was a band there and they had the most awesome music and I had the most awesome conversation and the whole thing was just totally awesome and I couldn't wait to get together and blah, 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 blah. Really, stop over, listen to what you have to say to try to be better. Now, will those people actually listen? Will they stop using those verbal tics, uh, uh, those kind of words? No, they won't. So then the question, just like the flakes is, How can you tell and what do you do about it? Can you tell them you're overusing the word perfect, you're overusing the word awesome? Please don't do that. Think about what you say before you speak. They'll just annoy them. So either you got to decide, be around those people and ignore it, filter it out, or just say, "Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to be around you if you're going to keep doing that. I don't even like giving people a second chance, particularly in a social situation, if they've already demonstrated that behavior. So I came up with my patented way of responding, which is, thank you for so quickly showing me exactly what you are. (laughs) Because their conduct is showing you exactly what they are. Now, if people actually do show up uh, on time or very close to it, You know, it's acceptable if they send you a text message. Sorry, running five minutes late. It'll be there. That's okay. That's that's a good use of text messages. But um, once they do show up, here's what I do. Is I turn off my cell phone because I think it's rude to have your cell phone on and to keep checking it while you're meeting with someone, particularly on a date. So one time, this woman, she knew my rule. And she knew that if she wasn't there within five minutes of when we agreed to be there and hadn't sent me a text message that uh, she was running late or just parking or something like that, 
I was just going to leave. I don't care. They, they know the rule. So this is part of how I have to protect myself from that kind of bad conduct. So she shows up, and we just start talking. She keeps glancing over at her phone. And I say, would you, uh, would you and your phone? It seems like you have a, a really tight relationship. Would, are, are you looking for a relationship with a man, or are you and your phone pretty much a couple at this point? You know, you want to be alone with each other. Of course, that makes her mad. <laughs> and I go, why don't you turn your phone off so we can talk with each other and get to know with each other? And she's like, well, because I might get a phone call because I'm going to no, know. So you're already willing to interrupt our meeting? No. Uh, you see, let's say, pick pick your favorite movie star or celebrity or wh- whoever that is. And tell me who that is. And I, I forgot what you said. I don't know. Let's use the default Brad Pitt. I don't get Brad Pitt, but fine, Brad Pitt. And I said, now, what if you got a call from his manager out the blue and said, hey, I got your phone number because we understand you're Brad Pitt's biggest fan and he's visiting your town tomorrow and he's got about 10 minutes to say hello to you uh, at 2 o'clock tomorrow at, you know, blah, blah, blah place. Here's what you would do. You don't care what work is there. You don't care what you have to do the next day. Your ass is going to be there. Oh, not at 2 o'clock. You're not going to run late. You're going to be there like 1.30 to make sure that you are not late. And if he keeps you waiting for a while until you can see him, you're going to sit there happily. And you know what else? Your damn cell phone's going to be off because you're not going to take a phone call in the middle of meeting Brad Pitt or whoever insert your favorite person. Are you? No. So if your interest level in getting to know me initially is so low that you'd rather distract yourself with phone calls, then maybe this isn't a good idea for us to get together to start with. Oh, do I sound like a complete a-hole? Too freaking bad. Because I want to be with someone. Everybody wants to be with someone, particularly if you're dating, that has a high level of interest in you or at least a high enough level of interest to continue on to see if you can increase that level of interest more and more. That's what you want. I think the old saw is true. There's a lid for every pot, although given the obesity epidemic spreading throughout the United States and the world, I have to modify that and say there's now a lid for every pot belly. Well, turn it over to Ronnie. Well, I hope you uh, felt some joy and sunshine uh, amongst the conversation today. And uh, as those uh, hippie talk goes, uh, rock on.